0: special guest you recently just heard him talk about the live it's nick babasino everyone hello and we're here to start the saga that is crazy ex-girlfriend everyone
1: and Um, i don't like that term S- saga? No, 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 crazy. It was. It was oh yes, it yes. It's a joke. Starting off strong, <laughs> referential humor. It's good. <laughs> what we gays do best. Um, uh, okay.
0: Nick picked <laughs> season one, the start. Mm-hmm. The creators and showrunners are Rachel Bloom, Aileen, and Aileen Brosh McKenna. Musical and lyrics by Rachel Bloom and Adam Schlesinger. First ep- The first episode premiered October 12th 2015 and the last episode uh aired April 18th 2016 right off the bat before we get into like a recap or anything why did you
1: pick this season out of all of the seasons it's got it had the songs that i remembered the most after not having watched the show for like 6 years um because i remember what 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 i found funny enough when i was watching it is i actually I'd forgotten forgotten a whole bunch of plot points of the first season, but I had remembered more of the songs, whereas as the show went on, I I remember, I think, more of the plot from the other seasons, but I kind of forget a fair amount of the songs, but
0: anyway. So,
1: unlike Lee, everyone,
0: I actually had to watch this because I, like Nick, (laughs) there's bits that I remember, songs I know because I would listen to them outside of the show and everything, but like, the storylines and some of the, like the ending. I I really forgot the finale of the, of the series, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about (laughs) season one. So in season one, we're introduced obviously to all the characters. Uh, uh, Rebecca Bunch is our main character. And she starts off as a lawyer in New York. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: um, realizes she's not happy. So, she moves out have. to a little place called West Covina, California, where she's trying to find her happiness and she totally did not move out there because of her high school crush that she ran into in um no, her teenage crush I should say because they yeah. met at a camp. Yeah. Uh, in the streets of New York, which by the way does happen. Have you uh, I Nick and I both live in New York and I know I've definitely run into people and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in like forever or a few years right. or
1: something. So right that went up- somewhere different than I thought you were going. I thought you were gonna be like, because I moved to New York for my high school fresh. No, but you did No, but it's true. We do bump into people what? that you just haven't seen you, forever.
0: How did you yeah. read did you read my diary? Is that what you did?
1: <laughs> I mean I did. you posted it on live journal, everyone can read it. I it's actually <laughs> not true. I never so, had a live journal. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so, this season, we're introduced to all of the characters. Josh Chan is the high school crush mm-hmm. um we meet Paula Proctor. I always forget her last name because they say it rarely in the show <laughs> um and then there's daryl whitefeather her Rebecca's boss in California. Rebecca's a lawyer by the way everyone um that's a that's a pivotal moment sometimes <laughs> in the show yeah this is this is one of those shows where it's like a it is basically like glee in a way where they're like the setting of the law firm isn't as important most of the time like like you watch you you watch glee or any high school drama or high school show and they never really are they in don't school. really
1: go in class yeah exactly yeah they're. Yeah, she's, they're i mean yeah um this season
0: how do we feel about it what do we think
1: um I mean it was it was fun to revisit it it was kind of like revisiting old friends but it's it's interesting I had I had a lot of different thoughts while I was watching it actually because it's it's weird knowing how it ends up and watching it again from the start and because I remember when I watched it the first time through the series um I got to the end and I was like did you know did they know that this was going to like BPD land and like serious mental health territory and like watching back in season 1 yeah like all of the all of the like seeds were planted and i mean in the way that you like know that they were but it was like so much more obvious um when i was watching it back this time um so i just think that's you know that was interesting but it was a lot of fun it was it was kind of fun to be like restruck by some of the songs in a way because mm. the first time around, um, and it was actually before I had started watching the show, it was right when the show had come out. The first song I had seen of it was Face Your Fears, which is Paula's
0: song oh episode, is
1: that episode two? Three. Three. Um and so that was the first thing, and I was like, this is exactly what I want out of life because it was just very it's it's like it's a fantastic parody song and it's like the jokes are really simple but satisfying you know it's like because there's they're they're really they're clever and quick um so it's not it doesn't seem like it's working too hard which is great because when comedy tries to work too hard it's sad um but like you know with the chorus of children with the scissors in the background like all of their call and responses it's just like it's quiet subtle and but it's like um but it what was funny is it didn't it didn't resonate in the same way as it used to whereas like tova feldsch's first song with the like do you have a bathroom where is the bathroom tell me you have your bathroom in this novel (laughs) like that thing that was like much funnier to me this time it was funny anyway but it was like stuck with me more for whatever and, reason and
0: Tova felcha plays Rebecca's
1: mom Naomi yes. Um which is perfect casting by the way yeah um, it's fucking phenomenal it
0: was probably the ideal casting too because uh, Rachel Ra- uh, Rebecca and Naomi are both strong Jewish women and like besides Barbara Streisand which they would never get her I'm not gonna lie to you right me <laughs> uh yeah I, I i agree with you that like there's some there's some songs that are just like oh right you are in this season oh right right this <laughs> the other thing that's really interesting though is that what i noticed this time around watching it is that um there were some like we're obviously there's the pilot episode where we're trying to establish rebecca as like the main storyline throughout but like really it morphs into like an ensemble show
1: where yeah. like
0: yes rebecca is like the f- most likely the a storyline but like you know we meet valencia josh's girlfriend and well right. uh, eventually we get to heather which uh th- uh no heather <laughs> it takes a while for us to get to heather and then also set up uh another Favorite character of mine, Doctor Acopian. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Acopian doesn't show up until episode seven, so we're like, that's like right almost halfway through this season. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and so the other thing too about me wanting to do this show now in the month of May, everyone, is that Google tells me May is the is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so that's. Another that seems to be like always the underlying theme of the show is mental health. Um,
1: yeah, I would even say like main theme. Like it's not, it's not even underlining. I feel you know, but I mean, you know, and that that's that was actually yeah. Anyway, I
0: I didn't want to be so general because there's some episodes (laughs) where it felt like it's not the forefront.
1: So no, 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 that's true. Um, and I mean, and maybe it's just like what stuck with me this time around in a you know, again in a different way, because it's like it's a huge, a huge part of the show. And it's written so honestly and in such a complex and you know, it's funny because they say <laughs> she says in the first season theme song, um, which I love that they changed the theme song for each season. Oh my um that you know, they she's got like that um what is it, you know, the situation's a lot more nuanced than that. Um, you know, and because it is and it isn't. <laughs> now, um, have you have you
0: seen Rachel Bloom's stuff prior to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Before watching this, like I, you know, I
1: I hadn't. Um, I real I didn't know who she was before that, and hadn't really watched, and so, I haven't really gone back to watch much. So, so she has a couple of videos out in, on on uh,
0: on YouTube. Um, my favorite is "Fuck Me," Ray Bradbury. <laughs> That was like my real introduction to her. I don't remember when I first saw it, but like her singing about her love of Ray Bradbury and using the titles of his novels as pun, sexual puns. Like you see that in here. There are other songs that she's done. She has a whole album outside of the crazy ex-girlfriend where you're like, ah, this is the seedling of what will become... This song or that song, yeah. so, and what I really appreciate about this is that it's all original songs,
1: yeah, um, yeah, I love that, and I love that, um it's it, uh, they're they're smart because a lot of them you can kind of tell what song they're parody parodying, but they're not necessarily making a parody of a specific song, they're genre parodies. Um, most for this season. Are, yes, <laughs> yes, for this season. Yeah, and I mean, again, there are some where it's like Greg's song that he sings, where he like produces the piano out of thin air. It's like that is Billy Joel. Billy that Joel, is, yeah. You know? And I mean, you know, to the point where even the first lyric is, you know, it's like five o'clock, and I'm, you know, and it's like o'clock on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, it's basically. It's this, you know, it's so we have some of those moments, but it is, it's, it's smartly written in that it's not just like you changed a couple of things here and there. Um, whereas, and this might be, this might be a bit of a tangent, but like, I, I really like Shmiggy Dune. I like what they're doing, but I do feel like sometimes their parody is a little narrow where it's like, yes, this is this one song and you're kind of using the same cadences and rhythms. And it's like almost just another verse of that song. Um, but I like the show, so it's not like... Right, I'm speak I mean, about it, but like, I feel like these, Rachel, Rachel Bloom has written some stuff that's like a little bit more, you know,
0: yeah, like, like there, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get more in depth with the songs, but like, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that you're like, okay, this, this makes sense that it's a song like uh, later in the season when she produces a love letter that she wrote to josh when they were teenagers it's like ah this is important so of course it's going to be a song or like the one you mentioned earlier that naomi sings where's the bathroom it's it it sets up like we hear about naomi but like it sets up you know she's very to the point um it's the i'm hearing like the clarinet and all like the yeah like like it, it it's um Oh, what's that one little that dance that they do where they're fuck it, I can't think of it right now. The the hora, the hora, yeah, it's very
1: reminiscent it's, of that. Well, what? Yeah, it's very klezmer, and when it's 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 klezmer band style with the it, with that clarinet, like those licks, and like mm-hmm. it's it's that very it's the. Um, oh God, I used to know more about music. Uh, there's a particular scale um, that it's a. Uh, particular kind of minor scale that is is characteristic of of klezmer band music and those kind of licks and that kind of a thing but yeah that's exactly it where it's like it's it's you know it's not necessarily one specific song but you know but it is it does feel like the horror a little bit um
0: yeah and like you get you um and like what's fascinating about this is this show is that they're all different genres of songs they're
1: so different and and many of them are so successful some of them are more successful at genre i don't know what i almost i almost was like making up a new word because why not go for it but like genre masking do you Ooh. like that i like it um i like can it. you define it since yeah, genre creating- masking, it's where you have some sort of content, but you wear a genre like a mask, but it is still your voice. Okay. The mask is like so, I don't know. Um, where because it's still her, it's still very much her voice and her writing. It doesn't sound like it was written by somebody else. I'm but it's you can tell that it's like the same people who've written the songs, but it's a different. Genre and style, like when she writes the Nicki Minaj song, she even puts in the like, da 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 da. Like she puts in a little bit of Nicki Minaj rhythms in there, without it being that the whole time. But you can tell that it's also her song that you you know that she wrote, and it's not like oh, is this a reject Nicki Minaj song? Um, yeah. So, um, okay. So this season, it's
0: I'm not gonna lie. I feel like there I've heard or. We've definitely seen other movies where it's like, find your happiness and like, Mm. yes, to move across the country because a guy that you dated when you were a teenager, you run into and he's like, oh, I'm moving back home to California. Like, that's a little extreme, but like, I don't know. Being a lawyer in New York seems like a soulless job sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the way that they depicted it throughout, it's and that's right. the joke. Like they're all business suits; they're all very serious. All the right. lawyers.
1: So, like when all the lighting is cold. Everything in that first sequence is very blue, blue and steely colors.
0: And like, what's um, what's fascinating though, going back because I remember later seasons, like you do, going back to the very first episode. I mean, they're still laying the groundwork, but everyone feels different like like josh um isn't the josh chan isn't like the the dopey guy that we're going to know by the end of this season um yeah like obviously there's the shot in the very first episode of rebecca pouring her pills down the sink so because she's like done with that which yeah
1: is i mean that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's definitely not because while we were saying that you know uh, a, a you know a chief theme of this show is mental health and mental you know mental illness, it definitely does not show people dealing with it well all the time. Or no, not especially ever. especially um, this season because like
0: right. it, it's it, it's not as loud and uh out there. As it right. is later, yes.
1: Wait, is this? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's sort of. Are we? Are we off topic? No, you can. You go. I'm looking for. I'm okay. looking to see if there's a. Um. No, I mean, it's it, that's sort of what I was what I was saying before, where it was like, I noticed a lot of the seeds more because they didn't call anything by its name, but the symptoms that they're talking about with BPD are there. And like each episode, there is some sort of like, there's a lesson that she's learning about how she deals mm-hmm. with anxiety and trauma. But the problem is she doesn't learn the lesson. She learns it momentarily. And what's fascinating about the show and about the character is that she learns from the lessons and she grows as a person emotionally, but then she makes the same mistakes. Um. So it's, because it, usually you sort of don't have, you have either like, they learn and they grow and they don't make mistakes or they stay the same and they make the same mistakes, but she's like growing and changing, but still making those mistakes.
0: Cause, um, cause when we, when we are introduced to Dr. Ocopian and the therapy sessions that they end up having the real ones, <laughs> I'm not talking about dream ghosts. Everyone, no, dream ghosts.
1: Dream ghost by,
0: by the way, I wrote in my notes, dear future, John, don't spend the entire episode talking about this song, which we'll get to that maybe next right, episode, okay. but like, <laughs> the the joke is that in the therapy sessions rebecca's not listening but then through life
1: she is right that's how she's that's how she's yeah she's learning which Um, this might be
0: a good segue into a segment i'm calling notes from a professional so i uh, well and here we go everyone i'm just gonna play it in this segment that I'm calling Notes from a Professional, I reached out to my friend, El Nardo Martinez. El Nardo, hi, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Uh, so, El Nardo, obviously, I know you work as a mental health professional. What is your job title, if you will, for the yeah. audience?
2: Yeah, so I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Um, so, I provide evaluations, treatment, therapy. Um, for a wide range of mental health and and sometimes
0: learning disorders if they overlap. So we're starting with season one of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Have you ever seen the show before prior to doing this?
2: Uh, I had watched, I think, if all or half of maybe season one, um, but for whatever reason never finished it. Um, so I was kind of
0: glad to have the opportunity to finally get through all of it. <laughs> so, because I made you. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so in season one, uh, how, in your uh, professional opinion, how do they portray mental health? I think season one did a good job of, like, displaying mental health.
2: I don't know that necessarily in season one, if they're building up to future things, or wasn't maybe necessarily direct discussion about like this is depression or this is you know ADHD or or whatever it was but I think there was good depictions of sim- maybe more symptoms or signs okay Um that someone could observe and see uh, I think the way that they they showed like depression the way they showed like um maybe some times where someone may consider Rebecca being like manic um, they did a good job of like showing how those things actually happen Um, But there wasn't so much, which I think was part of the show's purpose of, like, saying, like, this is what's happening.
0: And to me, I see a lot of Rebecca spiraling. Is that an actual term that you use in the field? Yeah, definitely.
2: I mean, it's not like a clinical term, um, but we definitely use words like spiraling. Maybe if we were looking for the clinical term in that, we might use uh, ruminating. Okay, Um, That might be more of, like, a technical term. But, yeah, spiraling... Um, kind of in a a downward fall, like those are terms that we would definitely use.
0: So uh, this season, Rebecca got rid of her meds, so we don't actually know what she was diagnosed as. How would you diagnose her? Yeah, so
2: having only taken season one into account at that point, um, she seemed to display more symptoms of depression and anxiety, or maybe even... Uh, bipolar disorder, which is kind of displayed by those episodes of like the highs and the lows Um, and not necessarily cycling through them, um, but that there's periods or moments where um, she's feeling really good, kind of on top of the world, feeling like she can do whatever she wants to um, and then kind of crashing and going through those like depressive periods.
0: What about her obsession with Josh Chan? Is that something to do with her mentally or is that just like a side effect of something else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think
2: that's a hard qu- question. I think with any mental health, the like the cause or the reason can sometimes be really muddled as to why somebody is doing something. Sometimes it could be related to mental health. It could be like a part of that actual diagnosis. Um, sometimes it's maybe more of like a coping skill for something that they're going through, right? So in that season, they really showed it as, Rebecca is hating her life, not really happy in her work or in what she's doing, so this is a way for her to kind of cope or to deal with her unhappiness in life, which someone who, you know, as future, they talk about Rebecca having borderline personality disorder, but someone who doesn't have that could also make that same decision.
0: Um, So, we're also introduced to another main character this season, Paula. Uh. <laughs> How would you diagnose her? (laughs) Season one, Paula, was super interesting.
2: Um, You know, I think Paula seemed to have been going through, like, again, also some unhappiness in her life. So Mm -hmm. kind of using Rebecca's, you know, kind of chaotic, fantastical situation as almost another kind of outlet for her, too, right? Coping skills don't necessarily have to be helpful. We can call them like maladaptive coping skills as well, which means that they're not useful and they're detrimental. Um, So yeah, Paula was showing some kind of signs of impulsivity, um, some signs of not really being happy with her life. So again, kind of masking what she's feeling or what she's going through in someone else's life. Um, So maybe depression could have been something that she was dealing with, but not facing herself.
0: Yeah they, the the interesting thing about this season is that we're just in we're obviously introduced to all these characters but like there's no clarity as to how they are cuz like like how would you what would what do you think about Josh Chan like what would his like does he have um a diagnosis or is he another one where it's like this is just his personality
2: yeah i mean I think season 1 everyone is is besides. Rebecca, you know, where there's like more clear symptoms that signs or symptoms that something's happening. Everyone else is just kind of, you're getting to know them, kind of getting to see what their personality is. Um, And I think that's something that happens in, in real life mental health work too, right? We don't just do like a, I mean, yeah, there's things like checklists that you go through and maybe there's forms that people fill out to talk about symptoms, but we also look at Is this just their personality? Because people's personalities are different. Um, Not everything that someone does is a diagnosis. Um, Things people do could be a symptom, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have a diagnosis. So it's tricky in season one to really know where people are going or what people are doing. But it's safe to say that everyone has a lot of issues going on.
0: Uh, Is there... One character though that you strongly recommend goes to therapy besides Rebecca? Yeah, Greg. Greg oh, Greg. Why? We, can see the, we kind of tend
2: to forget about him. Um, but Greg in season one, kind of the, the drinking, the self-hatred, the constant pity parties, Greg could definitely
0: benefit from not from an therapy. answer I was expecting, <laughs> to be totally <laughs> honest. Um, so okay, in this season, we're in we're also in well. In all the introductions of everything, we're introduced to Rebecca's mom, Naomi Bunch. And Mm -hmm. clearly she's a trigger for Rebecca, right? Would you say that she's a trigger? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, her mom is definitely one who can bring out some of the uh, insecurities, which then kind of leads to some of the
0: maladaptive behaviors. In your opinion, if 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 somebody's listening right now has a trigger a la Naomi Bunch, what tools can they do to kind of like avoid them or like you know not get so worked up about them
2: yeah I mean I think there's a couple things people can do I, I first would recommend you know knowing what the maybe topics of conversation that tend to really spark or ignite some of the challenges and And talk about boundaries with that person, right? And so saying, like, I know, you know, when we talk about, say, politics, when we talk about, you know, gender, sexuality, whatever, you know, the things that are kind of the hot button issues, um, we tend to have disagreements and it tends to turn out badly. So I'm saying that we're not going to talk about those things, right? Having those boundaries and... Sticking to them, I think towards the end of the these the the series, we do see Rebecca do that. Right, she tells her mom like, "No more. Don't get involved. If you do, I'm cutting off." Like, unfortunately, sometimes that's what it takes for like the <clears throat> maybe more extreme cases. Um, but I think in other cases, we can try to set boundaries, and then in others, we can think about, you know, do I need to take a break? in the middle of hanging out with this person, right? In the middle of family time, do I need to go take a walk for 10 minutes to kind of cool off, de-stress things? If it is a family visit, maybe you don't stay in their home. If that's possible for you, try to find somewhere else to stay. So we're kind of limiting some of those contacts, but it's really hard with family because besides cutting them off, which I don't think everyone wants to do, we can't really change the other person, which is yeah. the tricky part?
0: Yeah, to, you, the, when you were just describing, kind of reminded me. Okay, to get off topic, everyone, because hello, <laughs> podcasting. What you were just describing kind of reminded me of an old SNL. Oh, I don't mean old, an older SNL skit where it was when um, uh, Adele's Hello came out, mm. and like the pa- <laughs> they were they was like Thanksgiving, people are talking, and then somebody played Adele's Hello, like. Something like that, right? But right. like verbally, be like, "Okay, no, we're stopping. We're do- we're not doing. We're not yeah. talking about we're, this. We're trying to change the subject
2: to something in common, right? So something that we know you guys can talk about without necessarily
0: getting into a disagreement or a fight." Uh, it's established in this in this season. Uh, it's established that Rebecca is a liar, right? Like, mm-hmm. would you? Say, would it be like compulsive lying? Is there another? term for that, that we should be aware of?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think with Rebecca's lying, again, it, it, a lot of what Rebecca's going through tends to stem from, like, these self-esteem and abandonment kind of issues or concerns that she's going through or that she's gone through in her life. Um, so again, I when I encounter people who maybe have this tendency to kind of create stories or, or lies, Hire to make up things, there's generally a lot of like insecurities underneath that, right? So they maybe had trouble making or keeping friends, they were abandoned by family members, they really they just want to like impress people, um, or they don't want people to see them in a bad light. Um, because again, it kind of comes back to that too. Um, so I mean, I try to stay away from things like compulsive liar, or like a, a big liar, I just, you know, you know this person um, kind of has difficulties being honest or being truthful, generally, again, kind of stemming from something more more deep than just wanting to lie.
0: Could that be a a side effect of the dep- pressure that you said that she has? Or is it just like, I mean, obviously we see it that she's trying to hide, she's lying to herself and to everyone else about um her feelings for Josh and her feelings of low self-esteem. But like, is there, if she were... We're, we're breaking the, we're going to break all the laws right now. If she were your client, your, 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 not client, what am I, patient, um, would you say the lying is a side effect of, uh, her depression or is it just another thing entirely? No, so I mean, I wouldn't say it would be a side effect of the depression. I think it would then kind of
2: take us more towards what we find out in later seasons with the bipolar, uh, not bipolar sorry but it'll take us to later seasons when we find out about the borderline personality disorder I think that's more in line with that Um, again not again but borderline personality disorder often has like feelings of abandonment and and worry and like um, really kind of rocky relationships Um, so I think it makes sense where she's like you know I need to keep these people around me I can't like have them hating me or knowing the truth about these things that I've you know made up or these kind of big decisions that i've made because if i do they're also going to abandon me
0: well and as a last question that you, that's so dumb that i wrote how would you diagnose this season <laughs> um maybe for season 1
2: let's go with an adjustment disorder which is basically you know kind of difficult life situations kind of everything, there's not like a clear thing going on, but someone's having trouble transitioning. I think season one could be that with Rebecca coming in, everyone's lives are kind of uh, put into like a, almost like a tailspin.
0: Well, Elnardo, thank you so much for joining me for season one. We'll see you for season two. Right, Can't wait. So you were right with the peppering of the borderline <laughs> in this um i i do want to disagree with el Nardo's diagnosis of this of this season and i want to say it's a little more manic because of the episode titles did you ever did you pay attention to any of them like oh yeah or anything all the punctuation is exclamation exclamation parts. points yeah except for one of them one of them is a question. Right. But it's it's all like, uh, my first Thanksgiving with Josh. I'm so happy that Josh right. is so happy. So
1: Right. But I'm not the professional, yeah. so <laughs> Right. Well, and all of the episodes have Josh is in the title, of course. Yeah. Um so But that's just a coincidence. Right. No, it's not because you know, it's not because you know, it's not for any reason. Um Yeah what i what's interesting and i mean it wasn't really a question that you guys talked about but like i was thinking about it as i was listening i was listening to the (laughs) bet um that i'm surprised she doesn't go off the rails more when she goes cold turkey off of that many medications because like as somebody who takes you know something for my anxiety it messes with your body like in you know sometimes mental sometimes not and it's like cuz like getting on it or changing dosage like really can kind of like i remember the when i first took it it was like i i felt like kind of manic and weird but also like but tired and sort of in pain and my stomach was weird it was like my body was just like i don't know what the fuck is going on oh sorry I- beat me um no i don't know what's i don't know what's going on i don't know what the fuck is going on you know basically is what the body was is what the body was saying so like because you're supposed to you know when you're on them it changes your brain chemistry of course because that's what it's supposed to do so you're not supposed to just like stop taking the the long-term ones. something like xanax or you know like a quick fix you know like a pill like that that's not something that you have to build up a level in your system for but like most of the like anxiety and depression medications your body has to like build up and maintain a level and if you just stop it your body can swing really crazily in any other direction so like the fact that she just stopped taking them all crazy i think you're um, on to something though because i'm
0: as some as somebody who does not take medications for besides <laughs> besides allergy ones, um, the tone of the show definitely switches around episode four, I think three or four. Cause like, like we said, the first one is very cold. It's very dark. It's also setting up. So right. First episodes of any series are always going to be rough comparatively to the rest of the series. But what I noticed is that episode two focused more on Valencia episode three focused more on Paula and episode four focused more on Josh. So maybe it was five when, which one was five? Uh, I'm a good person. Oh, I'm a good
1: person. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. A good person.
0: yeah. I feel like around there is where we are establishing the basis of what's going to happen. The rest of the series, yeah. because like, th- I mean, I, I I believe earlier we do see Paula and um, Rebecca trying to like hack into social media accounts, figure out how to get how to like ruin Valencia's life and all that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, but Paula also drops. I think it was like episode one, or it was it was way at the beginning of the show. She drops some little hint about like, oh, you don't want to know how I know that. Um, and then they move on from that, you know. So it's like it kind of lays the groundwork for that too, which is fun. Um, but
0: yeah. what you what you were saying that how going cold turkey off of meds ruin uh, messes your body chemistry messes you
1: up. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um. I, I now really love this show more <laughs> because <laughs> because if that's what they were going for, then why didn't this win all the awards? Give it EGOTs, everyone. I don't care if it doesn't qualify for three of the, for
1: two of them. Give it an EGOT. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, based on what Nardo said, too, where it's like they don't name it. They don't, like, say, you know, so it's like it's a theme, but it's sort of almost like, and it's not an uncommon one, especially in, like, I mean, the show, you know, she's, I don't think Rachel Bloom is, queer i'm not sure but like the show is very queer adjacent it's very queer friendly and there are queer characters in it um joking lightheartedly about the darkness of mental health is like very on brand for gay people you know right now especially in queer people especially in stand-ups like it's all over the place um and even straight people but like and i think even like
0: even at the time
1: like 2014
0: 2015
1: yeah that's when it was definitely starting to I think it was that's what like was shifting a lot in that, you know, in, in that, you know, in, yeah, yeah, at that time. Um, and especially now after the pandemic. Um, but, so, but I,
0: I feel like yeah. this is the show that kind of put therapy and mental health awareness in the yeah. forefront of a lot of people because, yeah. like, it would always be a joke. I mean, yes, the show is a joke about going to therapy, but
1: that's just the character and how self-absorbed she is. Well, and what's interesting is how, you know, and I'm sure because we're only talking about season one, so I can't talk about other seasons, but, um, you know, taking this season into account and showing my hand about knowing what happens a little bit later, the show overall definitely had a bigger impact as it went on with regards to that because it started dealing head-on naming things dealing with actual syndromes and you know as opposed to most of the kind of comedy about mental health goes only so far you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. you you know sometimes it's a dark joke you know like it kind of goes that far but it doesn't like hit there and the show sits there eventually without you know but you don't realize that it's sitting there the whole time um But yeah, what's interesting too is, I mean, you were talking about that tone shift because there's a point at which it's like you could almost believe that Rebecca believes herself or that she maybe, you know, she she didn't move here just for Josh. They obviously, you know, you can kind of read between the lines, but it's like because you only hear her really talking about that stuff with other people. You don't hear necessarily what she, you know, it's not like as soon as Paula leaves or she goes around the corner, she like immediately drops the the facade of whatever. And it's like, (laughs) you know, she's not a melodramatic villain. She like really is in, she like creates this reality for herself, tells herself something. And it's, you know, it's hard to know whether or not she, she believes it because like, you know, the way that the show is written, you know, where she, because it takes her, what, eight, nine episodes before she actually admits that she's in love with Josh to Paula. So, I just had to look that up because you were talking about,
0: <laughs> uh, it, it reminded me of all the, uh, of episode nine. I'm going to the, I'm going to the beach with Josh and his friends That's where in one, yeah. that one, it's so, Oh, it's so cringy in the bat and the worst oh way, God. but like it had to happen because yeah. this was her confronting the lies that she convinced herself is true. Right. Because there's there's a montage of like her telling the same story over and over, but like with little differences here and there. By the right. way, Kenny Ortega directed that episode. Let's just really? marinate on that for a hot second. Yes. Okay. They've they have some good people. I was looking up yeah. um uh I hope the episode three. I hope Josh uh comes to my party. You know, the one where she throws a party and it fails. That one yeah. was directed by Tamara Davis who's also uh another one of her projects has been on the on the uh podcast a little movie called 13 the yeah. musical so yeah. nice so yeah they've got a lot of people but anyway yes episode 9 yeah. is the one where and it, and it's great that it's halfway through this this first season where yeah. they're like we have to address this, we have to do this, and then we're going to yeah. move on. Because the first half of the season, well, episodes one through eight, it's like we know she's lying about why she moved there and that she still right. really loves Josh, but she just won't admit it. Right. And then episode nine happens. And Paula
1: knows too. <laughs>
0: and Paula, yeah, Paula, Paula knows, knows because from the start. And also, like, Valencia knows and other people yeah. are like, no, you're clearly in love with him. And she brushes yeah. it off. But then afterwards, it feels like even the season shifts where it's like, okay, now how do we get Rebecca and Josh together and break up uh, Josh yeah. and Valencia? Um, I, I took a very different approach this time because I just wrote things down, wrote down the plot points and everything. But I don't yeah. really have a lot of questions about the season. But like, Besides episode nine, because of, because it's done on purpose, was there any episode this season that you felt was like
1: hard to watch or like, I mean that, I mean that one would immediately be the one that I would say first is, you know, is that where she, because she's confronted and literally trapped on a bus. Um, (laughs) you know, like, so it, it really is. It's, it's uncomfortable that way. Um, when I she, think the like, hold on. Once I just need to say this:
0: when she goes on yeah. the stripper pole, because like she get, rents a party bus for them to go to the beach, and when she goes on the stripper pole and does, uh and tries to like get their attention, I literally close my eyes every time because it's so embarrassing.
1: Yeah, but like on purpose. Yeah. Like that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Um, I think. I mean another one that's just like difficult to watch but it's like it's I mean it's difficult to watch but it's also it's also not because it's it's so rooted in traditions of comedy and farce is the episode where she texts Josh accidentally um she te- cuz she's texting Paula about how she moved there because she's in love with him but she texts it to Josh so she has to break into his house to delete the text and then he catches her and she lies about having her house broken into and then she calls paula and paula who's working on fixing her relationship with her husband they have to go in and pretend to break into rebecca's house because josh brings rebecca back to rebecca's house and then she um and then i forget exactly uh, it's all jumbled but like he he kind of sees through it a little bit and like leaves and that's when she has the iconic you stupid bitch song mm-hmm. um which the children now, no, from TikTok, um, but because it's I've seen it um, as a sound. I have not TikTok these days. The stupid bitch, um, you ruined everything. You stupid <laughs> bitch. That's it. um, it's such a good song. Um, so, yeah that that episode's it's just you know it's like oh my god it's painful and complicated and like yeah. Um,
0: I do have to so, say, for me though, the, I, I don't think there's a whole episode, besides the bus one that we were talking about, Um, I think there are moments, like, even in the last episode of the season, where Um, it's not Rebecca this time, it's Greg who, they're... Okay, so... It's both Greg and Josh. Rebecca starts dating Greg this season, played by Santino Fontana?
1: Yes. Yeah, Fontana. Santino Fontana, yeah.
0: And so, Greg as... Uh, we've said is a drunk. Uh, he has a. He's an alcoholic. He, um, he gets wasted at a wet at Josh's sister's wedding in the last episode, and he's so rude to Rebecca, and like so, so much of a of like a toxic man. I don't want to say masculinity because it's not well, showing masculinity. He's just a toxic right. man. He's that toxic I'm- man. I'm like, I can't, there's some moments where I'm like, I can't watch this. I can't. It's tough.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's also hard because you're watching the character regress because he, yes, he becomes super rude, but it's like how he used to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's like going back, you know, where she, you know, and it's, it, it definitely is tough. Cause it's like this, it's this crossroads moment and, and I remember like, I'm trying not to talk about season four, Um, but (laughs) ignoring where the show actually goes, which I really like, by the way, um, Uh I was, I was super rooting for her to be with Greg. Um, And because I remember when I watched the first time around, I was like, I got kind of bored with Josh and annoyed. Um, And I was like, Greg is better for her, you know, like not the last episode when he gets wasted, but like everything leading up to that, I was like, these, you know, because it was sort of like they almost painted that as the love story that was supposed to be happening, but, like they, they, you know, w- and they kind of did.
0: Yeah, and they um, work well together, and, I mean, Sant- Santino does such yeah. a great job. Yeah. Um, I also... Okay, so I don't want to talk about the song just yet, but the... Okay. um uh, In the Dream Ghosts episode... <laughs> where this is like one of those moments where Rebecca works on herself. Cause she, she has to, uh, she's going back to her mom's in New York for whatever reason, who cares? Not important to this story.
1: Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but well i mean it is in that she's going back i think she's going back to get her old job back she's like trying to oh go back yes
0: sorry well not yeah. to the story i'm say i'm about to talk i about see it.
1: okay yes um so
0: we see her dad and we see like the relationship between her and her dad and then this is where it's really? a little i this is where this I think this is more for us the audience than Rebecca the character because like we see things that she clearly doesn't know about like um uh so in this episode she passes out on the plane and she has a a dream therapy session with <laughs> Dr. Acopian where they literally go back in her memories and there's moments where you're like how you would never know this because right. Rebecca leaves the room which is I mean for us I feel like that's great storytelling
1: right yeah well and I want to come back I want to come back to that point um about Re- Rebecca leaving the room or not being there but
0: yeah so um, then we we see how she's been like this because she's a we find I mean we kind of know she's a child of divorce but like we see
1: how much of a she is of a child of divorce yeah because we got a taste of it in the party episode um yes yeah and she talks about it
0: throughout but like
1: yeah
0: i i I think it's one thing to actually see it and that uh i want to shout out that actress um who plays young rebecca if i can find her name oh yeah she does a great job uh ava acres i want to say ooh I don't know, but she does a fantastic job. Um, and I don't know if you know this, Nick, but I have a thing with child actors where, like, I feel like sometimes they're overacting sometimes. But oh, this yeah. one okay. nailed it. Like, when uh, when they sing I Have Friends. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and also in this episode where she's dealt, like, heavy stuff to do, I feel like she, this young Rebecca nailed it out of the park. Um, I really like this one because while it is a therapy session in a way, it's not really, but it's also showing you like, this is what therapy is. You know, you have to go back to go forward. Right. I, that's how I view it anyway. I don't know. What did you want to say about this
1: moment in the show? Oh, it wasn't necessarily this moment. It was about Rebecca not being in the room um, in general. Um, So like, and it's sort of getting into the song thing, but it's like the show as it goes on, I forget what episode it happens in first, but the first time that I was like acutely aware of it was when, and it's sort of like the first time that like other people have a whole musical situation because like we get the boy band, the four Josh boy band, and we get Paula's um, moment of uh, the uh, his status is preferred, which is such a great song. Um, it's so satisfying, um, but like most of the time, and also again, I'm not allowed to talk about other seasons, but knowing sort of the fact, and you can kind of tell that she's like, She processes her emotions in the season, like through the fantasy musical numbers, you know, even though they don't like put a label on it, that's sort of what we go with. Um, But, you know, nobody else, you know, it's like people will sing songs with her because she's having that moment with them. Mm -hmm. But then you have characters who sing when she's not there which is interesting and it's sort of like it's 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 storytelling that serves the audience in a similar way where we're getting that piece from her memory that she wouldn't have known because she wasn't in the room but we still get to see it where you have and again that that moment was when heather and uh greg sing the reprise of settle for me um don't no. settle for me um it's the it's when he's wait does he sing it heather first and, to her greg sings settle for me to rebecca Right. With the whole Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire number. Yes, And then later when Heather breaks up with Greg and says, go, you know, I see the way that you're looking at her. Oh, it's in the court yes. Case episode. And then it's very short, but she sings, don't settle for me. And like, they have a little musical number and Rebecca is not, she's, you know, like in a courtroom somewhere else. So it's, it's interesting. Cause that was the first moment that I was like, oh, so everybody else is getting dragged into this, and it sort of blends a little bit of that magical realism and like you know, but it's it's satisfying. So I'm not mad about it. Um, I think this is a
0: good <laughs> moment. Hold, I want to put a pause on this because I do want to yes. talk more about the music, but I want to save that for the next episode. And I do think yes. this is a good time to end this episode. Where don't worry, everyone, we will have sharp and flats next episode. But uh, Nick, what do you? Uh, why don't you
1: plug your socials or whatever you want to plug? And right now, um, I I mean, my socials are my name. It's yes. like you know, Instagram is at me. You know, um, <laughs> you can because people can't spell my name, so you can. see. It'll, it in be, in notes. Notes, It'll yes. be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. Thanks. Um, and, and I on the really Instagram. Have, yeah, I don't really do Twitter. Um, both safe for work or not safe for work i don't do either um just because i can't be bothered to have time <laughs> i just don't have the time um so yeah that's that i have there's something i could plug that may be a thing by the time this airs but i don't know if it's a thing so i'm not gonna plug it
0: great uh if you want any
1: right.
0: uh i'll cut that we out. can
1: add a sound bite later if i yeah
0: and if you want to um well i'm trying to think of like a question to ask them and if you want to tell me your what you think is the cringy moment in in the first season uh you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at buttersongpod um don't we 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 we're skirting around some things. We'll get more in depth the next episode. Uh, trust me, because uh, obviously the next we are continuing with the next episode with season one of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. So stay tuned, everyone. And Nick, I'll see you next episode. Uh huh.